Hello, it's Sarah here. I'm so glad you are listening to the Heart to Heart Outreach Podcast. One of my greatest passions is ministering to women, creating a space where they can learn from others and ultimately becoming the women God has made them to be. This message you are about to hear will surely do that for you. Why not share it with a friend as you grow together in Jesus? Today I have a story to tell you from the Bible. This is um, the story of Jesus Christ in the book of Matthew chapter 16. It was a bright sunshiny day just as it always is in the Middle Eastern part of the world as we know. They have lots of sunshine there and uh, Jesus was among the crowds teaching and preaching as usual, healing the sick and you know casting out uh, demons. Uh, that is daily business. And the 12 were with him. And then he now decided to uh, take the 12 away uh, from the crowds uh, towards the north of uh, the river Jordan. And this was in the city of uh, Caesarea Philippi, by the way. And then he removed them and uh, uh, walked them towards uh, the north of the uh, river uh, Jordan because he had a mission. Uh, Jesus had been uh, troubled in a way by, you know, what people were saying he was and he wanted to know where his disciples were at with this matter. So he took them away for that purpose and he had two questions to ask them. The first question is in Matthew 16, 13. And then this was a, a question of a a a a, a, um, um, a, a popular um, public consensus or public opinion. This was a question of majority, you know, a, a consensus. So he said to them, "Who do men say I am?" This is Matthew sixteen, uh, verse uh, thirteen. And then they looked at each other, as we can imagine. And then one after the other, they went. One said, oh, master, some say you are John the Baptist. And the other one came and said, some say you are Elijah. And the next one said, oh, I heard some say you are Jeremiah. And then the other one said, some say you are one of the prophets. And Jesus just, you know, wondered what was going on with these people that I spend so much time with, that they are telling me what people are saying, and they are not even touching anywhere near who they themselves see me or say I am. Anyway, in the mind of Jesus, he started to ask himself. The Bible doesn't say so. I'm paraphrasing because it's a story. So Jesus now started to ponder and said, why would they liken me to John? And then something in his mind said, you see, John the Baptist preached a message of repentance. And these people, they see you as a holy man, a man of God. So they liken you to John because John was about holiness. That's the reason. And then he asked himself again and said, why would they liken me to Elijah? And then something inside him said, you see, Elijah was a man of prayer. He would pray and it will rain. 
and he would pray and it would stop to rain. Elijah was a man of miracles. He would, you know, bring fire to consume a sacrifice in the pool of water. Elijah was a man of miracles. These people, they see you as a man of prayer. Remember, you, 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 you take your three and then you disappear in, 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 with them in prayer. These people see that. You see, they see you pray for the sick. They see you pray in the middle of the crowd. That's the reason why they liken you to Elijah. You perform miracles. You heal the sick. You do exactly as Elijah does. That's the reason why they liken you to Elijah. And then he said, okay, I get that. But why do they liken me to Jeremiah? And then the answer again came and said, you see, Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. They saw him weep when the people of God were turned against God and they were on, on their way to destruction. He wept day and night and he would not sleep. And they saw you weep at Lazarus' death. They saw you weep for the city of Jerusalem. That's why they liken you to Jeremiah. You see? And then he said, okay, I get that. But why would they say, I am just one of the prophets? And something inside him said, you see, it's a problem because it is a majority consensus. It's a majority rule. There's a problem here. You know the Jews, even today, on this very hour, they still not perceive you as the Messiah. The very people of your same blood and flesh, they still have that problem to see you as the Messiah. They see you as the son of Joseph, the carpenter. They have a difficulty accepting that you could be the Messiah. So now it is comfortable for them to say you are one of the prophets. That's why. Now, my friend, today, some say is still very much alive in our vocabulary. Even we, the bride of Jesus, let alone them out there. We know them. We know those who say Jesus is a prophet. We know that the Jews are saying that Jesus cannot be the Messiah. He's an imposter. It's not, they are still waiting, even at this very hour. But Jesus today has taken us 25 miles away from Caesarea Philippi towards the north of the River Jordan. He's asking us, the bride of, of, of Christ, this question, who are they saying I am? And he wants to see what we would say to him that would convince him that we really know him like he did with the disciples. The question today still stays. Some say that's the answer that we are giving Jesus Christ today. There was a day in the life of Saul, Saul who was a Jew, the very Jew that was persecuting Christians, the very Jew that was the main leader of a mob 
those who were out to destroy those who were following Jesus at the time when Jesus was still walking the grounds. Paul was one of those that were passionate, that were fired up to destroy anyone who was following this imposter because they were still waiting for their Messiah. And, and, and Saul, Saul, the great Jew, a Jew of Jews, was on his way, you know, fired up, very strong, energetic, passionate. And he vowed and said, today, I'm going to kill hundreds and hundreds of them. And on his way to Damascus, the Lord Jesus Christ met with him. And he said, enough is enough. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And what did Saul say? He said, Lord, Lord, that's what he said. That day, Saul began to see Jesus as Lord, not as an imposter, not as someone who has come to steal the, 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 the crown of the Messiah that they were still waiting for. It took him three days of blindness for him to come to his side. But the conviction that he had of who Jesus was stayed with him. Now, in Acts 16, we see the very Saul who has now become Paul after he had uh, gotten the revelation of who Jesus was. His name changed from Saul to Paul. Now he took his mentoree, Silas, and, and they were preaching the word just like Jesus was because he set out to do what Jesus was doing. The streets were full of, of Paul preaching the word of God and they arrested him for just doing that. They put him in prison. And the Bible goes on to say, uh, Paul, that night with Silas, they embarked on a song, on praise, on worship. The Bible said they sang amongst prisoners and the whole prison cell shook with the power of the Holy Spirit. And the very jailer knelt down before Paul and he said, what must I do? Now, I want you and me to come back to a public consensus, a public opinion thing. You know, even this very day, for a president to be elected, it takes a majority vote. It takes the one with the, the, majori the, 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 the majority of the counts from the polls to be in, 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 in the presidency. You see? It wasn't what people, what someone thought or how the person that is standing for president is or what they say they will bring. It is what the majority say. So now Paul is face to face with the jailer who wants to know what must I do now that you have told me all this and my heart has been so shaken, so moved. I'm not going anywhere. I want to know what am I going to do. If Paul was standing for presidency and waiting for the majority uh, uh, consensus or majority opinion, he would have told the jailer and said, you don't need to do anything. You are saved anyway. If Paul was of the opinion that all roads lead 
to Rome. You can go left, you can go right, you can go front or back, you will get to Rome anyway. If Paul was of, 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 the, of, of the belief of today, of the faith of today, of the many denominations of today, that says whatever you do, however you do it, it will take you to heaven. Paul would have said to the jailer, don't do anything, don't you worry, just go home, it's okay, you are saved already anyway. But no, Paul, the apostle, the man who met with the master at the road, at, 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 on the road to Damascus, the man who called somebody that he was persecuting so much, he said to him, Lord, the man who know who he has given his life to, he said, believe on, in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shall be saved. This is the answer that you and I today are to give those who come to us. We are not to say, some say. We are not going to say, you know, all roads, all faith, all beliefs, all doctrines, all uh, uh, books of whatever word leads to heaven. We are going to say, we met our Lord on our, our own journey to Damascus. We met our Lord on our own journey when we were persecuting his followers, when we were coming against his, his ministry. We met him on, on the road to Damascus and he revealed himself through the power of the Holy Spirit. We went blind, but when our eyes opened, we knew to who our lives were given. And this is the person that we are giving to those who come to us. Like the great apostle said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shall be saved. Paul was not uh, about political correctness. He was not about what will they say. He was not about, I don't want to offend. He was not about, I don't want to be left alone, you see. He was not about, I don't want to be hated. No, he knew whom he believed to. He knew that he, he came from another faith that was fake. And now he wanted to, he is in this faith that is a, the true faith from the true doctrine, from the only book of the word of God. That's where his faith came from. And he said, this is what I'm going to give the jailer. And that's what he gave the jailer. Now, the second question comes. This was all going in, in Jesus's mind. He asked them one question. Then they told him, some say dada, some say dada, some say blah, blah. And then he left them. But the debate that I've just went on about was in his mind. This is a story I'm paraphrasing. It's my imagination. I'm imagining Jesus. This is, this is what must have gone on in his mind. Then, without saying anything, he says to them, Matthew 16, 15 now, Who do you say I am? I get what they say I am. But who do you say? I am. This was not a question of public opinion. It was a question of personal conviction. You know what came to Saul on the road to Damascus? You know what came to me on the day I was born? It was a question of a personal conviction. You know what came to you on the day you were born again? 
that day when an altar call was call, was made and you rose to your seat, you went to the front, maybe. That's what happened in your life. It was a, a question of personal conviction. You got something of who Jesus was in your heart and you were answering to that. Now, Jesus poses a question. He shot it up to them and said, yes, I know they are calling me this and that and that. But who do you say I am? And uh, in verses 16, we hear that it was Simon Peter. After every single one of them looked at each other, some of them couldn't even look Jesus in the eye. Some of them looked down. They didn't know where to start. They were stuck because they just did not know who he was. And Simon Peter, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that gripped his heart and revealed Jesus to him, went on in, in verse 16 and say, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus Christ in verse 17 said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven has done this to you. You know, today, Jesus is asking us, who are we, the bride, saying he is? Who are we giving to the jailers out there? Because if we have not grasped who he is to us, like the disciples hadn't, the twelve hadn't, even though they were eating with him, they were supping with him, they were breakfasting with him, they were doing all sorts with him, they still did not grasp who he was. Jesus today is still asking the same question. He is still saying, do you have your personal conviction of who I am? Or you are still answering according to the political correctness or the public opinion some say is it what you are saying as my bride if this is what you are taking to the jailers then the jailers will never get to where i am so jesus now is re asking us this serious question today and i want you to ponder on it as we go on the story goes it's not the end you are the christ the son of the living God. In today's world of public opinion, public consensus, and inclusivism, the church is called to be like Peter. We are called to be bold. We are called to be unashamed. We are called to call him who he is, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Call Apostle Paul to the witness stand and hear him say, even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one preached to you, let, let him be accursed. This is in Galatians 6, 8. Call Peter to the witness stand and hear him say, neither is there salvation in any other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Acts 4, number, uh, uh, verses 12. Call John to the witness stand and hear him say, He who hath the Son hath life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. 
1 John 5.12, call Stephen, the one who was stoned to death. Call him to the witness stand and see him speak out of his personal conviction. Do you think that the missionaries of before, when they left their home countries, when they left the comfort of their rich, wealthy countries and went to the third world countries where they were killed by malaria, they were killed by yellow fever, they were killed by all sorts, they were killed by scabies even in the sea, traveling to these countries, even before they reached these countries. They left all the privileges, just like Abraham, when God called him and said, leave your country and go to where I want you to go. Do you think that these missionaries they took that that that, that 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 what compelled them to leave all this wealth behind to leave their relatives to leave their families some of them to leave everything their jobs and and the money and go to the to the poorest of the poorest uh, countries do you think that it was a matter of political correctness? Do you think that it was a matter of um, uh, public opinion? Do you think that it was a matter of public consensus? No, it was a matter of personal conviction of who Jesus was to them personally, individually. That took them to the sea to die there with uh, uh, through scabies. That took them to all third world countries where there were no schools, there were no water, there were no nothing. They had to start afresh to bring water to, 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 to the people of the land. They had to learn the languages. They had to learn the culture. They had to, 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 to present this Lord, the Lord that presented himself to Paul. They had to present him the same way he presented himself to them. Personal conviction, my friend. This is what Christ is asking us today as the bride. Who do you say I am? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. John 14, 6. He does not say there are other ways, but um, you can still choose me. He does not say it is hard to find other ways. My way is easiest, so take it. He does not say, he does not show us the way. He is the way. Peter said, you and you alone are the Christ the son of the living God, the anointed one, the Messiah, the ram of Abraham's altar, the Passover lamb, the blood of the everlasting covenant. This is our Lord Jesus Christ. You and you alone are the Christ. Yes, Jesus is still calling you aside. He is still taking you away from Caesarea Philippi, out of the crowd. He is still singling you out as the bride. He still says, I'm not sure if you really know me. I'm not sure if you really, really know who I am. Come aside and let us have a chat. I want to know. Jesus is still, is still saying, I want to search your heart. I want to really go deeper. And he's still giving that opportunity for the Holy Spirit to jump into Peter's heart and give him the revelation, the revelation upon whom he would say the church would be built. The church, the bride would be built. The bride, the church of Christ is built on the revelation that was given to Peter. You are the Christ, 
the Son of the living God, the faith of Christ, the church, the faith of Christianity, the church today is not built on a public consensus of to say he is just another prophet. It's not built on that. It's not built on a public consensus of, of, of to say he's just like Elijah or he is just like any other religion or he's just like, you know, you can do church anyhow. You will get to heaven. You know, it, it, it's, not, it's not saying even if you attend a church once a week, you can still go to heaven. It, it does not say even if you prayed, you know, routine prayers you know uh, uh, prayers that are, 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 are what are memorized you know you, you don't have to have a, a personal conversation with God you you don't have to to go that deep you know you still get to heaven Jesus is saying I want you today to know upon which 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 rock this faith that I am preaching about this faith that I'm giving you this faith that I am I am about is built upon he is reminding you as the bride to say you need to get back to the basics you need to get back to where i took my disciples to remember they have been traveling with him up and down day and night eating he was his their friend but they had little knowledge of who he is could it be that the bride of Christ today, could it be that the church of Christ today is steered away? They have steered away. They are in Caesarea Philippi. They need to step away 25 miles to the north of the River Jordan to, 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 to sit with Jesus and have a one-to-one -one with him and really give him exactly who they say he is. Could it be that today we need to get back to say what is going wrong? Why is, 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 is the gospel getting weaker and weaker? Could it be that maybe the salt that uh, was deposited in us on the day that we were on our way, on our own journey to Damascus, could it be that that salt has gone, maybe it's been diluted a little bit? Could it be that maybe we forgot the man that called us Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Could it be that maybe today we have forgotten who that man was, that we called him Lord. And from that day on, when our sight came back, we 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 did nothing, but we, we preached him. We gave him away to any ear, any heart that could open. Could it be that we are called again by our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to come back to him and give this revelation, the rock where the church, the bride, the rock where we are sitting, the rock where everything comes from. Could it be that he's calling us back to say, here I am, take me to a dying world? Could it be that, uh, you know, um, 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 we, 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 we have lost that boldness that, 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 that Peter had. We, could it be that we need to revisit our original conviction? Could it be that we need to ask maybe to have a, a, a personal conversation, imaginary conversation with Peter? Peter, what happened to you? Why did you, you say that when nobody else could say that? Could it be that we need to get back with Jesus and refresh ourselves and say to him and look him in the eye and say you are the son 
son of the living God and, and say that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Today, he is saying, I am the great I am. Today, he is saying to you that I am the Lord of Lords. Today, he is saying to you that I'm not just a God that is made of, 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 of a, a statue somewhere sitting there, you know, uh, people bowing to it. Today, he is saying I'm not just a, an ancestor, you know, that uh, other people are, are, praying, are praying to. Today, he is saying, you know, I am the Christ. Christ, the Son of the living God. He say, I'm the great I am. He say, I am the Lion of the, of, 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 of the tribe of Judah. He say, I am the, the, the one and the only. I'm not many roads leading to heaven. I am the way. I am the Christ. This is what Jesus today is saying. You and I can come back to that revelation and sit and rest our arms and say, yes, Lord, we've got this. This is what you and I today are going to be doing. That is, we are coming back to the original conviction that we had, our personal, original, personal conviction that we had that day when he met us on our way to Damascus. Do you still remember you called him Lord? You called him Lord. Amen. And uh, if you know that um, maybe you moved away a little bit, you are still in Caesarea Philippi, and Jesus has taken his 12 to the north of the Jordan River, and you have been left in Caesarea Philippi, you are still wondering, you are still saying, some say, is this still your vocabulary? Some say, if you know you are still there, you are shaken or your salt has gone, has gone stale, then this is the day that we come back to our personal conviction. If you don't know him, you've never really met him. You were not even in Caesarea Philippi. That means you have not, not even heard of Jesus, or you heard, but you didn't really make any sense of it. Today, I would like to invite you to the Master, to the Lord, because the Bible said you confess with your mouth, you believe with your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. You are saved. So let's confess. Say after me, Lord Jesus, I come to you, me a sinner, the one who misidentified you, the one who likened you uh, to Elijah, the one who likened you to Jeremiah, the one who likened you to John the Baptist, the one who said you were just one of the prophets, the one who said uh, you are not the only way, that there are many ways that can take me to heaven. Lord, I'm sorry that I misidentified you, that I lowered your status, that I removed the crown of glory from your head. Today I say you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You came to earth, you lived and you died for my sins and you rose on the third day. You conquered death on my behalf. You are seated 
in heavenly places right now interceding for me that everything will go well with me and you will come back to take me to be with my father lord lord of god almighty and this is only you that can do it because you are the way you are the truth and you are the life and i will come to my father through you and you only if you prayed that prayer today and you know from the depth of your heart that that was a personal conviction that was your prayer that was the conviction that came to you of who jesus was and you meant it in your heart i want you to know that jesus is sealing it and jesus is telling you and jesus is saying that today you are mine okay thank you for listening and uh, it, it's been uh, it's been very good to to, to be with you and I, ca I can tell you that you know uh, good things great things are still going to come you know in in the midst of this lockdown in the midst of this pandemic i believe that god is soaking us in salt you know he's he's he's, he's soaking us in his glory is soaking us in his presence and i believe that great things great that this 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 pandemic it 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 didn't bring the coronavirus but it brought the glory of god upon the bride of christ it brought you know i i don't i don't want to know about the negative things that has happened because of the pandemic i'm looking at the positive things that happened because of the pandemic the glory that fell upon us the time that we had with god you know that 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 personal time that we could never have you know that, that uh, before with god i believe that we are going to come out of this stronger than ever before uh, don't forget to support our outreach you can uh, at the moment you can uh, buy my book um, a journey of a thousand miles uh, begins with one step by doing this you will be supporting us because we believe that uh, great things are going to come you know we are going to preach the gospel like never before we are going to uh, you know set the captives free we are going to lay hands on the sick we are going to march we are not going to walk we are going to run and and you know i felt like the lord was saying that you know <clears throat> he is bringing a davidic a davidic generation you know generation of young people that are filled with the power of the holy spirit a generation of young people that are uh, they uh, that have a, a personal conviction of, of of their own salvation a generation of young people that uh, day and night worship and and pray and call upon the, the name of, of jesus and i i, I feel that the lord say you know you are going to be part of this generation you are going to be a part of this generation we will partner with them and we will run we will not tire we will run nothing will put us put us put us back nothing will convince us otherwise you know that, that that personal conviction that we had from the beginning when jesus came into our lives it it it, it will come even more 20 times more than it was before and i just want you to grasp this because you know uh, things are going to happen and the whole world will be shaken jesus will rule and reign and he will come back to this earth i believe that when he comes that you know his people will be ready the bride the bride the church will be ready thank you and bye bye